What up, what up, what up, everybody? This is Darhan from Living Life Fearless. Welcome back to our Music Files podcast. With me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Darius Walker. Today's date is May 10, 2018. Say what up to everybody. What's good, y'all? Welcome back to Music Files. About to chop it up with all the new tunes and music news. Yes. So, on the news, news front, we're going to keep it kind of short because there's just been so many albums to drop. So, we're definitely going to just hop into a lot of album and music talk uh everything that's come out over the past two weeks yeah. but um first we'll talk about spotify so spotify just announced that they are no longer featuring r kelly on <laughs> any of their curated playlists um he's still on spotify like all of his music but he's no mm. longer on their like official playlist or promotions and stuff like that they used to right you know they used to whatever promote their music and stuff like that so him and xxx and tasio they oh. said they are part of a no hate uh con some no hate something wow some new policy that they said they have in place but as far as i've read it's only those two interesting wow that's weird yeah. Just those two. <laughs> well, I got to see the list because they're going to start trickling in here. <laughs> so, I mean, like, obviously, Dar Kelly stuff and everything that's... That kind of made sense. Been going off him. Um, seemingly never ending. Like, two more came out, so... Yeah. The guy I once thought was pretty much invincible to all this, he might actually go down from all this at some point. I don't know. Yeah. It seems the, the the opinion is starting to turn a little bit. Yeah. But still not quite all the way there. But the fact that Spotify is hopping in on it and like saying like now nah, we're not gonna promote this shit anymore is kind of a big move. Yeah. But not so big that they're not going to put any of his stuff on there because all his stuff is still there. Right. If they they're really like, wanted to we, make a we statement. We still want the streams. Yeah. Obviously, a lot of people... There's analytics that say we should keep it on Spotify. Right. So <laughs> They just want the appearance of, you know, having what they said, values and whatever. But if they really wanted to make a strong statement, they would remove him completely right. from their service. No? Uh, I mean, that's the real statement it's not like oh we're gonna take him off of the r&b playlist and the you know like yeah. we're not gonna we're not gonna put it we're not gonna put the ignition remix in the 90s throwback or the 2000s <laughs> throwback or whatever it was you know like like all right cool you know that's not gonna be in your mix with your curators aren't gonna be allowed to pick our kelly songs or but like if you really cared you would take him off the platform like, it wouldn't just be like, oh, the curators can't use his music anymore. Right. Like, that's basically what they're saying. <laughs> but it makes for a great headline. It does. It makes them look nice and like, oh, we're we're, we're socially conscious and aware. <laughs> but you can still get all R. Kelly's music here. <laughs> right. But if you want that R. Kelly, <laughs> just come see me. Just go to his page. Just go to his page. I mean, I kind of <laughs> understand R. Kelly think um you know the whole mute r kelly thing is i don't think it's caught on but it's trying to but i mean that's kind of been a while though they've been 
That's what I'm saying. They've been trying for a long time. Like, real long time. (laughs) But, like, he's still touring and doing it. It's crazy. Yeah, I still Um, hear it on the radio every now and then. So. But what I don't get is XXXTentacion's. That was that was confusing. I was like, wait, just those two? I was yeah. like, because that's basically, they're just basically highlighting that there are court cases against women pending, essentially. So they're right. like, so they're ta- they're saying we don't we don't tolerate like male abusers, essentially. But his same, people came out and they. They made a good point, which would have been my point immediately, is, okay, so why us specifically when there's, like, this whole list of artists that you can remove for almost the same thing or even worse? Yeah. So where does it... So, like, where does it stop, you know? That's what I'm saying. Like, is Kevin Gates getting taken off? Right. For kicking that fan? Like, uh, what about uh, six nine? Is he is oh, he getting yeah. taken off for his apparent like? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, they would have had to cross that bridge to put rape, him on whatever it. sexual assault, whatever. Um, yeah. Famous Dex, like, there's a lot of people. Like, yeah. These are just the new rappers that we're talk- thinking of, but I think there's way more artists, not just rappers and stuff that have. Like allegations and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. So where does it start? Are you just gonna remove all of them? You know, the, right? So what are the playlists gonna be then? Like, so I mean, it's a great headline, but I don't think it's really anything. But uh, there's gonna be more to pushback from the ex Tentacion fans and just that in general, in terms of him being an up and coming artist in. R. Kelly being a legacy act. Like, R. Kelly doesn't have to make new music or create any kind, yeah. type of career. Like, Exotacion yeah, just R- started his career. If it was solely R. Kelly, I think it would have been like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. Like, yeah. I don't think many people would have pushed back against that, but then adding X in that same, like, conversation yeah, is going to make slippery this. Slope. Yeah. It's crazy. Definition of slippery slope. So, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Huh. Where that goes, but yeah. apparently they have some new policy in place to I have a feeling the reflect their thing will get reversed. But I have a feeling next, next X our, album he'll be on the new he'll be on the playlist again. I have a feeling our Kelly's thing will get reversed too. <laughs> <we're being> <laughs> it might get announced, but they'll probably won't put his music in it. He'll quietly slide back in there. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they definitely want to dive back to the throwback section, <laughs> and then like when people start playing his radio, then they'll put it back into the other shit. He will quietly slide back in there for sure. Yeah. All right, <laughs> we'll see. And uh, next is, I don't even know where we left off last time when we were talking about Kanye West. I feel like there's been so oh, much that we're talking about so much Kanye that has happened. Oh, that I don't remember what, even the last thing we talked about that he did. I don't even know. I don't think we caught on to like the uh, saying slavery was a choice debacle. Was that after we talked about it? I think that was after. Like, it was that happened happened after we already talked about it a bit. Like, bear with us, people. This was a real fast moving, like, 
timeline here. Like every day, <laughs> seemingly every hour, something new was happening. And like, like what Kanye say now? Oh shit! <laughs> okay, actually, yeah, this did happen because I remember because we were talking about what if he just didn't drop the Charlamagne interview. Oh yeah, yeah. So I don't want to talk about. Um, <laughs> I don't want to talk about the slavery is a choice thing because I just think that's an idiotic road to go down. And I feel like people have talked about it to death. Yeah. That's but I do want to talk about the Charlemagne interview. Ah. Ah. The Charlemagne did you, interview. Did you watch? Of course. The I had, uh, you had to watch it. I mean, <laughs> that shit was like, that was like a Letterman Presents type of shit, like with Jay-Z on Netflix kind of shit. But like, Charlemagne. Be, I was like, what the fuck? To be fair... It was recorded well before he started his Twitter rampage. Oh, definitely. So, I mean, it kind of made him look bad in that sense because he didn't like actually like go at him about anything, really. He kind of yeah. just let him talk. Right. But, I mean, there's still a lot of interesting to say, interesting tidbits in there for sure. Like, There's some pieces. <laughs> Do you, the land. do you feel like you understand where he's coming from more? Uh, I understand him more. But then part of me wonders if I'm like, if I should, if I should understand him at all. Basically, it's like, does he, does he like, you know, it's Kanye. He might switch a foot, like flip a switch and, and change up to some new shit tomorrow. And, and you know, like he released a troll song. Like, yeah. what artist released a troll song? Poopity scoop. Like Scoop-a-dee he trolled poop. everybody on purpose. <laughs> like I haven't seen nobody's done that shit. Like he literally trolled with a song. Yeah, as, a, right. as a musician. And what? people really got downloaded <laughs> it and like, yeah, dog. I was ready. I was like, what is this? Like, so every time I see Kanye on something since uh, that happened, I'm like, oh. You know, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? So, I don't know. Like, but in terms of, like, understanding where he's coming from, he's he's talking about, he's talking about the, you know, the, the one percenters and, like, just, like, what all the people that the Met Gala is for. It's not for the celebrities and shit that are there. It's, it's for the the people that own the fucking fashion and... You know, jewelry they're wearing, basically. And yeah. So, like, all that shit. It, those are the people that he's talking about that are, like, multi-billionaires that he's trying to step into the industry with. So, when he's talking about $50 million for Mark Zuckerberg, that's when his company was just starting. And his company's going to be a billion-dollar company probably in a couple of years. So, like, from needing $50 million to being worth half a billion and you know since he said that shit is part of like what he was he sounds crazy but he's actually doing a lot of shit you know so like i don't know it's weird it's hard it's like you gotta take everything kanye says with a grain of salt you know it's like big grain of salt big grain you know it's like tequila you gotta dump the whole you gotta dump a lot of salt on that to like get the bite off of that (laughs) shot (laughs) To Kanye, <laughs> to Kanye shot with the extra salt. <laughs> I mean, for me, I don't think, 
I always kind of knew what he was trying to say and like his intentions were behind what he was saying. But what I think what surprised me even most about it was kind of just how like self selfish his reasons for a lot of this work. Oh, he has no comprehension. He he basically said, I don't think about anyone at all when I make my, when I, when I come up with something to say, like, he's like, basically, if it makes sense to me, I don't care how it affects people. Cause it makes people sense. are like out here trying to put him on this pedestal by everything he says. And like, I'm like, bro, everything he's saying, he's not saying this with people in mind, honestly, like yeah. he's just saying it for himself. And he's talking about, like, free thought and, like, okay, free thought is cool and all, but, like... He's like, like, oh, the Make America Great Again, the MAGA, that's what they call it, the MAGA hat. He's like, oh, that's that's a symbol of white power. Black people can wear it, too. I'm taking it back. Yeah, I'm going to take it back. Like, bro, what what are you you talking about? (laughs) So, actually, but that reminds me, did you see Atlanta, the show? There's a scene in that, remember, with the hat? You're getting ahead of me here. I just got to put that hat there, though. Getting ahead of me. So, um, I mean, for me, it's just like, I think the most telling part of that, I mean, he just said the usual Kanye shit. Oh, I'm going to be a developer. I'm going to be the biggest developer in the world. I'm doing this and doing that, blah, 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 blah. Free thought, free thought. Okay, free thought is cool, but if you're not, like, having informed thoughts or, like, you don't even have anybody there in your life to challenge that so-called free thought, like it's yeah. oh, there's it doesn't add anything to the conversation. Like you just saying yeah. shit, bro. And then on top of that, like when he, like Charlemagne actually stumped him. He thought and he was like, huh? Yeah, I never <laughs> like, thought about that. Like, I was bro, like, like, what? I think just this whole shit is just coming from him being in this giant bubble with, with people that are like afraid to like challenge what the fuck he's saying. Like he just yeah. uses people agreeing with him off top. Right. So like. I don't think he's like a unreasonable person. I feel like he is the type of person that somebody challenges him, he'll like admit to it, like he did. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the most telling part to me was when he was talking about the Obama thing, when he was like, Obama "Oh my god, Chicago!" That was the most little kid reaction. So I've ever I thought seen. it was gonna be like a much deeper reason and thing behind. So did I. I thought, like, "Oh, did y'all talk behind?" Jokes the on me. But. uh <laughs> When he talked about it, he was like, oh, he called me a jackass, and then he didn't apologize. Yeah. I was like, and I was like, so that's your whole reason behind, that's it. Like, that's the whole crux. I'm like, yeah. so, like, once he said that, he said like, I'm everything else. rapper, and now right. he can't call me. He you know, went on his like, whole favorite rapper, and now Kendrick's your favorite, and Jay-Z's your I'm like, bro, this sounds like the most childish shit I've heard in, like, ever <laughs> from a guy like this. And right. then, like, so when he said all that, like, just super childish reasons for what the shit he said, yeah, that's when I kind of just, like, everything else he said was, like, pointless to me. Because, like, that yeah. shit is just clearly juvenile, bro. Like, yeah, he, you're a, he built almost his a 50-year-old man and you're talking about this shit. Like, are you serious, bro? It was hilarious. I was, like, laughing. I was, like, I was trying to figure out what Kanye was on. Because he was, like... He, Opioids? He just, yeah. Because like, liposuction? He did it for y'all. <laughs> he did it for y'all. Yeah. Addicted, too. 
I did it for y'all. Like, yeah, when he said that, again, that's another thing. When he said that, I'm like, bro, how are y'all taking this dude seriously, bro? He just said that I did did liposuction for all of y'all. That was that was that was the oh my biggest God, liposuction, bro. bro. I was what? like, the fuck, <laughs> yeah, what? And who, you know what's fucked first up? First of all, about who told that? you this was a good idea, bro? His mom died from a, that, like, that exactly, same bro, like, exact operation. I think. Like, I don't know if it was exact. I don't know. I feel like it was liposuction, but it might have been like some kind of cosmetic. It was definitely cosmetic. It was cosmetic surgery, but I don't, I don't but, think it was liposuction. But basically, I was like, how are you getting cosmetic surgery when your mother died from cosmetic surgery? First of all, how is your wife or nobody around you saying, we're not fucking doing this? Are you serious? Yeah, like, okay, you put on weight. You're a man. Stop. I stopped drinking for two months, and I lost, like, 10 pounds. Liposuction. <laughs> and then he's like, I did it for y'all. And like, I'm like, bro, like, that right there lets me know the mindset he's in. And I was just like, okay. Nothing else he's saying even like it matters to me at this point. It's like how are y'all taking this man so seriously? He <laughs> just no said sense. he was addicted to opioids because he got liposuction because yeah. y'all was calling him fat. Right. It's like what? And I'm just like, bruh. All right, dog. But it was so weird because then he was like, "Oh, that confidence." I was like, "I don't." He was like so back and forth with it. So like, it's obvious he doesn't have confidence. As Clearly, much as he did. Like, even though he's like, "Oh, if you're getting no, liposuction as a 50 year old man." A, and you're not like obese. Clearly, <laughs> your confidence is shit, bro. Like I'm just like clear. Oh uh, yeah, like you're supposed to be. You're fucking rich. You're, that's the saying. You're you're eating. You're getting fat. Like motherfucker, you can afford to eat, bro. Did you let me know that his mental state is not anywhere near where it should be for somebody for all these people to like be putting everything but he's saying. But you know saying, what's like, crazy about that, though? As this spokesperson for me, like, bro, this man don't speak for me. I feel me. Like, like that was a test, though. I feel like that was a social experiment, man. I feel like Kanye's messing with people. Bruh, people really putting him up there like he speaks for me. Like, bruh, this nigga does not speak for me. If you're letting this dude speak he's, for y'all, he's y'all He's trying are idiots, to be a cult bro. leader, bro. Kanye wants to be a cult leader. He won't be Trump, bro. Honestly, that's his guy. Yeah, he like, better. He likes he Trump because it. of what his following is and like what he did yeah. with his following. Not did like necessarily that? him as a person. Did you see the Wild Wild Country on Netflix? Nah, I want to check it out though. With the Rajneeshi, basically yeah, really Kanye's whole land reminds me of that. <laughs> that land they built, they he came build out here. The yeah, it's just covenant. he got the acres and he's like, I'm gonna build this and this here. He's basically building his own community. I'm like, dog, this shit looks exactly like the Rajneeshi, except he didn't force any community out. So Kanye. Could basically do it without getting pushback. Uh, the yeah shit for me is like, bro, I'm done. I'm tapped out. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I, I'm gonna just need to hear the music and then I'll make my opinion because the one side air yeah versus people, I'm not feeling that whole segment and situation yeah. either. Like, I don't know why Ti did that shit, bro. Ti did that because he knew he was gonna get a press run off of it. it yeah, but like, I'm not. Right, they just recorded the whole conversation. Then y'all just they made a video of y'all making the song. After I was like, I'm not feeling this. Yeah, th- that was weird. I'm not feeling this, bro. But Kanye, if he already had a verse leading up into it, it was kind of weird. It was like, is this a setup? Like what? Like it I was sounded, confused. It felt like a setup, bro. I was like, like I was like, how do you have a song ready that starts like this, like with some shit built? Like what? It felt like a setup, and I was just like, "All right, I'm tapping out this yay, this whole yay <laughs> shit f- 
from yeah. till the album time, bruh. And yeah. that's it. Like, and all these people saying that they're not listening to Kanye after this. Let's be real. They're lying. <laughs> you definitely are, bro. He was just on that Christina joint. Yeah, no, he pro- he was not, but he produced Dude, it. Didn't he have vocals in it mixed in the into the? He beat? might have. You know, he likes to use his vocals in his yeah, production. Yeah, I think he did. And what's crazy about that Christina video is that was a. Well, never mind. That's a whole other thing. I was gonna say she was doing some artwork. You know how those <laughs> artists like Kendrick got that artist suing thing. Christina might have to watch out. Marilyn Minter, if she didn't know about it, that's exactly her work. The glitter mouth, like. The kissing and the like haze, she's been doing that for like thirty years. <laughs> so, like, so I mean, but Kanye. So yeah, so I'm tapped out. But um, what we did get out of this is one of the funniest SNL skits in a while oh. with Childish Gambino, like a Donald Glover, Donald Glover hosting, and he. Uh, did you see the Kanye place skit? The Kanye place. If if you guys haven't seen the S, well, if you haven't seen Donald Glover's SNL hosting, you have to watch that whole episode. But basically, it's a spoiler alert. We're spoiling the SNL, uh, one of of the scenes at least. The Kanye. It's been out for a while though, and it's been out on YouTube and the internet long enough that yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, that shit was lit. I was like, yo. The sunken place right now, like the Kanye place, like that no, was it wasn't sunken place. It was a rip, a riff off of the <clears throat> that new movie, A Quiet Place, where like you uh, can't talk, That's or right. you can't talk, or like the monsters will find you and kill you. Mm. But like they couldn't help but talk because it was like in the middle of this Kanye rampage, <laughs> right? Oh, that like, shit yeah. was amazing. Yeah, that's that wasn't the sunk. Yeah, I don't know why I was I was connecting something else with the sunken place. It was about some other thing. It was a different connection. But yeah, no, with the little like, oh, that's what we were talking about with the Kanye tweeting and shit. Like Kanye said, so they were out in the woods, right, in the forest, and they couldn't say anything because a monster's lurking trying to grab them. <laughs> In the fucking Basically, just watch a Quiet Place trailer and then watch uh, this, and you'll know exactly what they're doing. Uh, that shit was so good. But when Keenan was like, <laughs> when he had the hat, he's like, "No, no, no!" But Kanye, he got the hat, and he got it signed by Trump. <laughs> and the kid was like, "Yo, let me see." Come on, Kanye! And then, like he got snatched off. I was like, <laughs> right? I'm dying, bro. <laughs> Come on, Kanye! Troop like, like disappeared. <laughs> like, oh shit! That was like, I was uh, like, well, at least we're getting some funny shit out of this, like for sure. That was the best. Like Donald Glover killed that shit. He I'm killed sure. that one, and he killed the uh, the Migos one. Where like they're doing that was therapy. so fucking good, dog. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. Because they looked like them, too, for me. I was like, oh, my God. Like, it kidded me, like, uh, uh, take off and shit. Like, that shit was hilarious. That shit was funny as fuck, bro. So, and I was like, this could totally be a Migos song. I was like, what did the Migos Oh, no, it started out as, like, a legit song. And then, yeah. like, <laughs> I didn't see the therapy part coming. And then, like, they went to therapy and shit. Like, that shit was amazing. Like, oh, what's this? He's like, hey. Hey, 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 hey. Breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. I was like, bro, like, this is, I mean, weak, bro. He uh, bodied it. That was like one of the best SNLs, probably since Dave Chappelle, for sure. Yeah. 
I haven't checked since then, honestly. <laughs> I don't think yeah, I've I just checked for moments for the culture. Except for, like, and, uh, song releases. Performance. I mean, this is the start of the Gambino run, man. Like, he, uh, he's had a real big week. Um, he bought that real big month, but he had a real oh, big week. Oh, that's why I was so saying we the have to talk place. about. Um, so we have to talk about his music video for "This Is America," right? Where he he just passed fifty million views, and it came out like five days ago. Swag, shit's viral, as it should be. It's viral gold, and it it like broke through. You know how it's just some some songs and stuff like break through. Like that cultural bubble and like yeah. goes spreads like out way one farther. One pop, one stays mainstream pop, teeny bopper. You know, like that one. This one like spread through to everything. You know, As when like, I saw it, it was piece. a topic on the View and like Good Morning America. I was, <laughs> like, yo, yo. I was like, yo, what the fuck? Are you serious? Childish. I was like, when I saw Lover, that, I was like, bro, this is about to so blow good. up. Yeah, honestly, what's crazy is if he did his like first video I saw a bonfire. Now it would probably blow up, you know. Yeah, that's the one where he tells the story of like the 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 black kid that gets hung every time they tell the story and they're like reenacting it. So he like mm-hmm. starts out, he falls off. I was like, that shit would be lit now. But that so basically, Donald's always had dope videos that are like been really in depth. Um, this video is. Very coded, but like very extremely well done. First, do you think it would be as big if it was just the song? No, it's not. It's it wouldn't be just as big with with just the song. I think uh, the video is bigger than the song itself. Yeah, it's a movie. It's like a. It's it seems like the the song was written like. With the treatment in mind, like or or like after maybe, like I don't know, like yeah, it felt like the song was almost written for the video, like specifically. Right. That's what it felt like. Yeah, and it was just one of the videos that like grabbed me <laughs> immediately. Like when you start seeing the visuals and like how he's walking through everything, and mm-hmm. you can't look away like almost immediately with all yeah. that's going on, and. I mean, like you said, it was coded, so I'm going to let you just go ahead and break it down what you think you saw, like, well, the meaning and all that. Well, I'm just going to, like, skip to, like, an end part real fast just to explain why I said that uh, there was a uh, sunken out. place. Yeah, so the sunken place, that black scene at the end where he's running right before, like, you see him running from a bunch of, like, white rioters or just a bunch of rioters. He looks like he's in the sunken place floating. But also in the SNL performance, um, the actor Daniel, who plays the guy in the sunken place, yeah. introduced him. So that's what I was saying was there was a, a link. That's the link that I, I mean, was thinking of. There's always been a link between him and that because his song Redbone was linked very early right, on to get Because of the yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's really interesting threading the needle like with these like projects and, and just like collaborators. It's really cool. But so back to the beginning. It starts out with this like smooth, like tribal kind of like friendly, uh, you know, festivaly kind of yeah. vibe. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know like that's yeah, yeah. It was it was it was it was amazing. But like I was like okay, so 
what what's going on you know and then he and he starts walking you know up to this guy so the coded for shit for me the first scene, so the guy so the guy they said that, that is Trayvon Martin's dad oh word yeah oh shit that's I don't I didn't do research but that's what I read in a couple places saying that it was Trayvon Martin's dad was the first guy oh I didn't even see it I gotta look again. I gotta look harder. That's what I'm saying. I haven't, I haven't watched it a hundred times like everybody else. I only watched it like two or three times, just, just because I was like, "Well, this is heavy." And then everybody's blowing up about it. You know, all I could see on Instagram was, was clips of this video too, of you know the first, that first part when he shoots the guy in the chair, because um, basically he's talking about like this is America. So when he pops that, yeah. The mm-hmm. gun gets handled with care, and the body gets dragged away. Dragged like, off, yeah. Like yeah. trash. Yeah, so like the body, the person who died is trashed, and the gun is, is the thing that we care about more. Even his posturing and posing why he shot the gun. Right. A lot of people were comparing it to like uh, the, caric- the caricatures from like yeah. the Jim Crow era. Yep, and like even the dancing and stuff that he was doing, like a lot of that, a bunch like of it, his faces. He would like he would stop in a pose that was of like the old, just like there was like coon chicken, like Uncle like Ruckus. advertisements. Yeah, old Uncle Ruckus, like basically black exploitation before we took black exploitation kind of shit. But like, yeah, that shit was amazing because so that pose and then just doing all of that at once. So he's talking about blackness in america from the roots and like so then that like that chanting and that gospely vibe was like kind of more haunting after that because then he's like he because he's now he's drawing into slavery and like from then and like how these people are depicted even as free people and then to now like this is america and then like so there's dancing so he's doing like double entendres with like like all kinds of shit like like kids like the kids dancing could have meant so many different things i feel like it meant different things in different parts of the the video too mm-hmm. um like 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 dancing was a is a uh a, a way to Constant, get out of the yeah. streets you know it's a thing that like you you, you know get out of the the, the gang life you know because you have something to do after school kind of shit um, i feel like it has to do with like how specifically like underprivileged like black communities and just culture and people in America just go through all this tragic shit and like but you still kind of like compartmentalize like Mm -hmm. all the the tragedy and stuff in your life and like you still had to like life goes on like type of thing like you're still dancing like you still gotta do this you still gotta like yeah there's all this going on but then like you're compartmentalizing the tragedy and like that and like you're still smiling through the pain basically type of thing and like and then I also felt like I had the second meaning of like just the distraction like of what like the entertainment aspect of our culture and stuff like right like we're distracting like it's distracting you from the real shit that's like going on behind the scenes like we're behind us and like our focus isn't on what's real and like what's going on and the issues and 
more and solely on like just the entertainment non-real part of it like you know yeah it's also a criticism of blacks like or just like minority culture sort of like the old trope in slavery like dancing for the master kind of thing like that's also in there so it's like four it's like so many different meanings tied to that i'm not so sure if it was criticism but it was definitely like well it's it's parody so i mean parody is criticism and however it sparks conversation yeah i feel like it was just unabashedly like representation of the black culture which is i think something he's been doing in everything he does since like atlanta and everything yeah and then like the uh charleston shooting reference well it it seems to provoke that obvious obvious instance but you know every there's there's been countless church bombings and you know in the 60s if you look at what happened in the 60s you'd you'd be shocked at how many uh black i wouldn't but yeah well yeah you would but the viewers and the and the listeners who don't know <laughs> there were there were quite a few churches that were black being burnt down by uh you know bigots and maniacs that were never called terrorists but uh yeah that it was a conversation piece about race but it's just crazy i don't know childish gambino is a genius you know like (laughs) there was a lot there was a lot going on that you have to watch multiple times to like catch everything that's going on and happening in the background in the foreground and there's so many ways you can interpret why he's dancing in certain ways, why he's doing certain things. And it was just one of those that it was like the perfect blend of basically telling you what he's saying without necessarily telling you what he's saying, giving you enough room to like interpret it as you want, mm-hmm. you know? Um, Definitely. And it was just super meta, bro. Like it was like the, Felt like as meta as like any of his Atlanta episodes, episodes he's had on Atlanta. Yeah. Like where he goes about speaking about a specific topic he wants to talk about. But he goes about it in like this super roundabout way. Mm -hmm. Where it kind of reveals itself to you without like you without it having to like force it down your throat. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You just kind of see how it plays out like without without really knowing. But you know, you know, it's like, it just, it's just a comfortable, he just does it in a very comfortable way where like, he just brings you, you're like locked in. Yeah. Or you can have like a conversation about it without feeling like it's confrontational. Yeah, definitely. Cause like when I see the view on like Good Morning America speaking about it, then it's like, okay, he, he (laughs) nailed it, bro. Like, it's not like, it's not something, these topics that you would expect to even be talked about on like these shows, you know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. Oops. I mean. And it was nice to have a representation that was about race in a way that wasn't about the, all the other random shit we've been talking about, about like race and stuff in terms of yeah. Kanye. So. Yeah, he. Yeah. <laughs> he was like a great counterpoint to like all the Kanye <laughs> shit that just been going on. Yeah, I was like, thank you, Donald Glover. Thank yeah, you so like much. Yeah, a great counterpoint. Yeah. Like. Yeah, um, he's been representing us extremely well. Um, yeah, I can't think of anybody artist 
that's more multi-talented than this guy. Yeah, no, he's, I mean, in the he game right now. He was a comedian, right actor, writer, I mean, Jamie Foxx kind of Rapper, has singer. Jamie's the closest, but he just hasn't musically been relevant in a while. Right. Definitely. But at one point he was musically and then he had the acting and he was a comedian. I don't know how much writing he was doing, but he oh, did he have a Jamie. Show. We, yeah, I'm saying he did have the Jamie Foxx show. So like that would probably be the closest equivalent, I think. But I feel like Jamie was more traditional, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like Childish is that quirky way that kind of speaks to more people outside of the cultural bubble. Yeah, well, you know, he's like he's like fifteen years younger than Jamie. Yeah, so and he was also least. like a huge nerd, so like he kind of understands like both sides, you know. Yeah, exactly. Because he grew up in Atlanta, you know, and he, so he knows how to deal with like all the, the hoodest, hardest black shit. But then, like, yeah. is a geek, so you know, people think he's like a white acting black guy, you know, or something. They feel like, like oh, which yeah, is so dumb. I like this guy; he's relatable. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Hence but community. he has a clear understanding of like these things because like he brings it out in Atlanta, um, mm-hmm. which is amazing. I mean, in terms of like all-time talented, multi-talented, it's it's hard for me to put anybody above him right now. It uh, could be I'd have a recent. Really hard. <clears throat> well, are we gonna put what? What are we putting up there though? Because like. Childish's music catalog wouldn't stand next to certain people's music no. catalog. Whereas, but that person's, like, acting catalog might not stand up to, you know, Childish's acting catalog. But then it's also, like, it's not just acting. Now he's producing, you know? Like, that's right. the next, that's the big step, is producing and writing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, for me, it'd be, like, because Childish, is a comedian, but he didn't have Nearly as much of an impact as like Jay Fox did as a comedian. Mm-hmm. In the show, the TV, it's to be seen, but I think Atlanta will go down bigger than Jamie Foxx show, even though. Oh, it's already. Even though we personally love it, Jamie Foxx show from yeah. when we were coming up. But I think, it just didn't cross over. Yeah. Like we were talking as about. Much as it could have. Right. I think Atlanta kind of has that beat. So, I mean, I would personally put Childish above Jamie Foxx right now. Um, oh, no. I can't mine do Mine would be Childish, Jamie, Tupac. And Tupac only because he wasn't around long enough to do. Yeah, he was 25. Half the so stuff. He, it's ridiculous. You know I mean, he would have Aaliyah would have been crazy by now. Yeah, but she was just acting and singing. That was it. Yeah. You know Pac would have been you know Tupac would have been producing and writing movies yeah. and shows by then. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, he would have directed a few things. Because mm-hmm. he was a beast, bro. As an actor, he was a beast. Yeah, no, he was a savage. Like Yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's really that yeah. Childish is very unique. <laughs> He's as a writer because like nobody really did the like music like that 
from a like a television standpoint like being behind the scenes in television usually it's people like he was behind the scenes he produced like he created this as his own entity you know right but I mean it's hard to say it's also hard to say because without these guys before him he would not be able to do this yeah so it's kind of you know he's a beneficiary definitely of like them paving the way before but his run is not over. He has the solo movie coming out. He's in Star Wars, bro. So like, that's kind of like, yeah, that's kind of crazy. Iconic, really crazy. Yeah, <laughs> Same with Mace Windu, him and Sam. No, I'm just kidding. So, he, so he's about to have a massive like start to the summer. He about to yeah. he did this. He's about to have his own video. action figures. That sounds solo lit. coming out. That's crazy. You got your own Star Wars action figure for life. Now. He got Atlanta killing it. He uh, he says this is his last album, but I personally think it'll be his last Childish Gambino album. I don't think it's going to be his last musical project. Yeah, he said he wanted to change his name for a while. Anyways. For a long time, he wanted to change Childish Gambino. Yeah. <clears throat> I think he would just do as Donald Glover in the future, but who knows? Right. <laughs> but he got, he got a big year. Big. Definitely got a big, big, big year coming up for him. It's ridiculous how talented this dude is. Yeah. So you guys, uh, you guys, let us know what you thought about his "This Is America" video. What messages did you catch that we didn't talk about, and what do you think the meaning is of a lot of what he was doing? Um, do you think it deserved all the praise it's been getting? Let us know comments and you know I don't know I think personally think it's the best video since Humble Mm, since OJ different too different for me story of OJ in terms of visceral and just appearance and like the way it grabs you oh so you're talking about but you said video you just said music video yeah but (laughs) <laughs> I'm qualifying it. Okay, fine. All right. Well, mm. I okay. I I can see that. Especially like just stylistically people. and cinematography wise. Yeah. Yeah. Videos videos are getting nice though. Lately. They are. It's the return of videos now with J Cole doing his thing with videos and like. Mm-hmm. They are once again becoming important because they're telling like they're extending the life of songs and like telling the story even more yeah. than just you know because if this just came out by itself it wouldn't have nearly nobody would talk a about quarter this. of the impact like oh I mean they talk about the, the song that'd be react cool. to the song but yeah but it wouldn't like, what be do you think he like means this. and that's it but like when you see the visual like oh shit did you see yeah the, you the know? visual definitely sold this um, yeah so. So we're gonna talk about new albums. New a music. Lot, a lot has dropped. I don't even know if we're gonna get to it all, but we're gonna start with Post Malone. Oh man, Post. I'm trying to remember. Let's see, Beer Bombs and Bentley. The ugliest album art I've yeah, might have ever seen. <laughs> 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 I mean, it made me not want to listen to it. Looking at just looking at that yellow cover, I was like, what? What are you doing? Yeah, I didn't think it was a cover at first. I was like, Google it and look look up and see if like there's an actual <laughs> cover. 
the <laughs> right. and everything. I was like, oh, this is what he's going with. Okay. Yeah. All right, Post. You know, I said, okay. So, you know, gave it a listen. And, I, I mean, so right now I kind of sound like I got a little bit of, like, shade, but I don't. I've always been a Post fan. Like the hate is about to come. Nah, man. Post has always been, like, I feel like he's only been leveling up. Like ever since he came out, he's just he's just been getting better and putting out. He's just been putting out singles that are like. So do you think he got better on this album? I think he got mainstream on this album. I think he's always been kind of mainstream. I know, but this sounded like a people pleasers like type of shit to me. It didn't. For some reason, I just didn't feel the same way I felt about August twenty sixth and Stony. Like, after listening to it. I was, like, kind of waiting for a vibe that I didn't get. But the Psycho, that Ty Dollar Sign song, was was nice. That was nice. Been uh, out for a while, but yeah. I know. That's, like, that's why. Because it's a nice song. Rockstar's been out forever. <laughs> you know, that. I was like, oh, yeah, that song. When I saw it on there, <laughs> I was like, okay. But honestly, it is a good, it's a good, it's a good album. It's just... It's a I decent think it, album. It's just, a, it's just, uh, you know, all in all, he did well. But I feel like it's just more post Malone. Um, I definitely don't think he elevated or evolved. Um, in fact, I songs. think it was, I think it was a step back. I can't decide if it was a step back because musically for him it was a step back, or it's just because all the other music around him has kind of gotten to where he was at before like in terms of sound and style maybe so like i haven't been able to decide what the reason was but like you said like none of this really grabbed me like songs on stony did like stony wasn't like perfect by any means from front to back but i feel like the standouts were more impactful yeah, like, oh, this stands out. Like, I oh, this song is yeah. different. Like, you know, like, I didn't hear and, that. And, I was waiting for it. And while this has standouts on it, it's not nearly as impactful or grab you as much as the standouts on his past projects did. Yeah. Like, basically, I was waiting to hear something better than the singles he released. You know? So I was like, right. okay. So what's he have? I mean, I've heard Rockstar for, like, a year that, now. So yeah. <laughs> it's not... Like, even though we heard White Iverson for so long before Stoney came out, there were so many other songs that, like, oh, damn, like, this is, this is fire to, like, you know? Yeah, right. And on here, it was like, okay, Rockstar, Psycho, heard them both for a long time. Mm-hmm. The rest, they were cool. Like, it was just, like, felt like a album of a lot of filler music. Yeah. Non-offensive. Yeah. Not trying to really do anything. And just... it was weird, too, because I thought he was experimenting or said that he was. And it it sounded literally like... sounded like everything he put out before. Yeah, I was like, what happened to, like, I thought you were going to use more guitar and, like, do some, what the fuck is this? Like, that's what I was thinking in my head. I was like, oh, you didn't do anything different. That's what I right. was confused about. I mean, it's, it feels like just one of those albums you could just throw on and, like, not even think about. <clears throat> I feel like the label told him not to put a mixtape out, and so we gave us this instead. Like I said, it's just not offensive in either way. Like, he's not going to offend, like, his fans 
before. It's not gonna like offend any new listeners because it's just more of the same. Yeah. But not as good, basically. But not as good, yeah. Yeah, nothing, nothing like. Yeah, no. So after a two year wait for me, it was kind of disappointing. It was underwhelming for sure. Yeah. I was like, oh, that post Malone, but because I didn't hear any new singles, that worried me. And then just because I don't like the long play single, I like. How, you know, a lot of these newer successful albums have been dropping singles like the week of the release and stuff. Right. So you don't get so burned out after a year of hearing Rockstar. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, like, the fuck? So, yeah, I just felt like after a two year wait, it was pretty underwhelming. And it's not, and it didn't feel like anything I wanted to run back to. Yeah. And the beer bongs and Bentley's theme wasn't even a theme. Yeah, it made no sense. It was just like, I'm trying, hey, college kids, like, I'm one of y'all. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, the fuck are you? Like, what it's, is it's it? definitely like a frat boy album. That's what I feel like. Yeah. No, yeah. This reminds me of like 2010 when I was like a sophomore in college or something. Definitely a frat boy album. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the safe entry into hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not so. Scary. I mean, Y'all let us know what you thought about Post Malone's sophomore album, Beer Bottles and Bentley's. Do you think the two years wait lived up to the hype and or not? Just let us know. So, Ray Shrimmert, they returned with uh, what was essentially a three-disc album. Yeah. That kind of outcast way where they both did like their solo projects, but then... They still put out an album where they were together. Mm-hmm. Shrim, Jimtro, and Swaycation. So, yeah. Let me know what you think. Uh, there's probably like one song on Slim Jimmy's that's a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> if it, if that one uh, song. Well, they were they were the vibes were good, but I'm not keep checking first. for Slim Jimmy by himself. I don't keep like God him. first, huh? Keep God first. Yeah, I mean, or what? Like that's the only like <laughs> the other stuff's just like filler music. Swaycation though, that was Swaycation, Sway Lee. That so this project showed me really that Ray Shremmerd is good when it's Ray Shremmerd and when Sway Lee. It's yeah, I think most people already assume that. It <laughs> that just re it just reaffirmed it. Like, yeah, I don't think it was a surprise to anybody that Slim Jimmy wasn't like. I feel amazing like artist. I feel like Sway Lee should have known. Like everybody said, Sway needs to leave him. Oh, Jimmy, are you scared? That They're brothers, gonna... though. You ain't gonna do that to your bro. I was like, why didn't he just let Slim Jimmy do a solo? And put it together <laughs> without his solo. Like, just let him do it and then do a race from it. And then let him ride and then put out his own solo piece. Because then they might not all check for Slim Jimmy, bro. <laughs> but it would be part of the Ray Shrimmer album. So they would have to. And he would get his own credit. Well, it is part of the Ray Shrimmer album now. Yeah. It's working. It's still working. But I don't know, man. 27 songs. Or tracks. 21. 
21. I mean, yeah, there was no, 20. No, no, 27. You're right. 21. Yeah, 27. Like, I was right. like, there was seven. It yeah, was, was nine, like, nine songs each one. You're right. Yeah. No, Swaycation was definitely the highlight of all three. <laughs> um, yeah, I was like, that's Swaycation, though. Like, <laughs> you got some that, dope melodies. And, yeah, you got some dope melodies. And Offshore is a great song. Yeah. Hard to look. Like, I'm, I mean, I wasn't completely convinced of Sway Lee as a solo artist, but this showed me that he could do it and pull it off. Yeah. And that he is the more artistically inclined of the pair for sure. And he's just more versatile. Yeah. He's more talent. Slim Jimmy's more energy. Facts. Um, But I still think they sound best together. Oh yeah, them combined because I'm saying the energy and then the the bop that with Swayley his melodies can give and you? stuff that he brings. Yeah. Oh my god, it's just it's always dope. Like that's why because they sound so simple, but then like because Sway Lee will give you this slow thing, and then Slim Jimmy his like he's got this whole other vibe to it. So like it makes this song so much more impactful together. Even though I didn't love Shrimp, the the part where they were all together, they uh, yeah. still do sound better together. They sound better together, but the songs weren't better than what was on Sogation. Yeah. And in fact, like, I mean, I brought up on my reaction that it was just like, it was like still kind of turn up music, but it wasn't. Like, it was very, I feel like they were all, they were all the songs were like reaching to kind of be in that same vein as Black Beatles was. Yeah. But none of them got to the, like, they didn't feel like energy enough. Like, no. they felt like, they were just for like a, a race from it album, short. it was relatively lethargic, which was not which was not what <laughs> but, I was want from yeah, a race from it album. It, it felt know? like these niggas were laying out on 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 the beach, fucking recording their album all day. Like right. they were just too relaxed, too like, too chill. And that's not what I come for a race from it album for. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, it, it was beach music, not beach party. Y'all should have brought beach party. That's Black Beatles was a great addition to what they were already doing. It wasn't like what all, it wasn't like the only sound I wanted to hear from them. For real. They were like, let's ride that wave. That's our yeah, biggest they song. Were really, really, like, they were really trying for that wave, especially that. on like Rock and don't Roll Hall of Fame and Perplexing Pegasus. Yeah. Perplexing Pegasus was like a carbon copy of Black. Like, <laughs> like they were like, trying real hard to get that wave. They tried real hard. And I don't like that song at all. <laughs> It's okay. it's okay. It's okay song, but I won't play it because I think of uh, Black Beatles, and I would rather listen to that song. So a lot of my, a lot of these little trap artists from Atlanta have been disappointing this year, man. I might have to, add, I might have to add them to that list. <laughs> I know what is going on. Atlanta's. Oh, does that mean the South's run is slowing down? Who's is New York coming back? <laughs> mm, that. That would hinge on a couple artists from New York, specifically Designer was one of them. Oh, <laughs> who well, just dropped spoke too soon. an EP? I guess it, people thought it was an album. Then he like had to clarify, "Oh no, no, it's an EP." Which I'm glad because if that was like it his was real debut borderline. album, I would have been like real pissed. I'd have been like, "Bro, what if is that this? was his debut album, I was already pissed when I saw it. I was like, because I thought it was an album. I was like, wait, seven songs, bro." Yeah, and his life of designer is the name he'd been pushing for so long that was gonna be his yeah. debut. 
I was like, it is Life of Designer. This is the title that he's been saying. So, so <laughs> seven tracks are throwaways. All seven tracks are trash. Like I'm I not gonna say that get trash. a song I want to play. I'm not going to say that because Come LA on, to man. NY. No, LA to NY. All right, they're not trash. Play that shit, bro. But Tonka and After Party make me want to play it. But it's not like... Throw it in rice, bro. And hope for the best. That's like that's like, that's what throw it in rice means, people. Is you just <laughs> you just put it to the side and hope for the best and check on it later. <laughs> because <laughs> all the Lucy's he put out over the last year or so were all better than all the songs he put out on here. Hell yeah. Definitely. Like he had some real songs that like I was like, okay, he's building to something with like thank God I got it up, life. All them songs, yeah. and then those songs were good. Well, outlet, all album them songs, quality at least. No, they were good. And then this came out, and I'm just like, "What's crazy is I heard the album before I saw him put videos out, and then I saw what videos, and I was like, oh, price tags a lead single.' I was like, yeah. mm, not a good idea.' Like, in my, <laughs> I was like, why? How in the hell is that a lead single to anyone's album?" Nah, it was just nah. But luckily it's not an album. This. All I gotta say, luckily it's not an album. You just saved your ass, bro. We're <laughs> about to get you the fuck out of here. If that was, I swear to God, if Life of Designer was your debut album, yeah, we would have got you the fuck out of here. But I mean, like, there's still like L A N Y. Like, I like that song a lot actually, because um, it's got that trap sound, but it feels very New York. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, like the energy and shit. Definitely. Feels very NY. And that's like the lane I want him to be in. Yeah, he needs to he needs to work with that. <laughs> he needs to, to develop it more. And because you still capturing that NY energy and feel. Yeah, I'm feeling that real good about living out here in New York. It changed my whole perspective on all media. Like, <laughs> I, like I understand things way better now. <laughs> just, so, just, yeah. I mean... It made me go revisit his past shit, and I was like, "Yeah, this is a clear step setback." Because even New English had some had a lot of shit on there that I fuck with, Abby. Yeah. Um, yeah, this ain't it. Definitely, this not. ain't it. Kanye needs to stop tweeting and kind of, you know, <laughs> come get your your artist ready for Real his talk. debut because this talk. wasn't it. This should never came out. Yeah, no. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck. Because especially, it feels like this nigga had all the time in the world. Like, you should have a hundred songs to choose from. Yeah, that ain't it. Timmy Turner's <laughs> still hard, but this ain't it. Um, I mean, Timmy Turner's better than this seven-song project. Oh, I'll tell you, all the songs, all the Lucy's he's dropped over the year or so has been way better than any of the songs on here. Yeah. He... There's enough here to make me still want to hear an actual debut. But yeah. he's going to have to step his shit up way up. That's why I say he's lucky. Like, I I haven't gotten him out of here yet. Like, oh, I'm, he clarified. I'm anticipating. Like, now it's now he's got even more pressure. Now it's even more. So this better have been a pump fake, bro. Like, you better just, like, pull Because I can't say he's been on a bad run because he did a bunch of dope songs like Muramasa and uh, Calvin Harris. Not Calvin Harris, uh, Diplo. So I list, like, but yeah, this, nah. 
No, no, no. He's going to have to go to the drawing board on this one. <laughs> yeah, sorry, designer. Life of designer is mediocre. Let us know what you guys thought about designer or Ray Schremer that we just talked about. Um, Styles P from New York dropped a kind of surprise album. I didn't expect this. Well, he because he just dropped a uh, EP or yeah, mixtape, mixtape, Nickelback. Maybe EP. I don't know what's the difference like, nowadays. Like two months ago or something. Yeah, March. And he's been doing a lot of songs with like his, I guess his signee, Nino Man, whatever. Yeah, I don't even know. Like freestyles, I don't know. Um, but he dropped an album called G Host. Yeah, and. I was pleasantly surprised. Styles yeah. P has always been one of my favorites out of D Block, just out of New New York in like the late nineties, early two thousands. I always felt like he was super underappreciated and overlooked. But this right here let me know like he still got it, bro. This he low key might have dropped one of the hardest albums to come out this year. Dog. When I played that shit full I was like, How the hell? I was like <laughs> Basically, the shit was just slapping the whole time. Like, he he did it so well that, like, when he did give you the all-the-way 90s vibe, it was so on purpose. Like, it was like the fourth track in or something. Like, uh, Cool OG or something like that. Well, mm-hmm. I gotta pull up the track, but yeah. like Coolest OG. Yeah. So, like, that's when he gave you the, the boom bap in a way that was real chill and, like, Okay, these are the rules. This is, you know, but then, like, all the beat selection in this shit was lit. Like, it was great. It was the so hard. Great, like, oh my God, the bass. Like, I don't know how his beat selection was vicious in this, is all I got to say. I think Bubble Up was, is a legit single. I feel like half his albums are, like, compared to Designer putting out seven songs, I could pick seven songs that Styles could have a single off of. I feel like this is the direction I wanted Jada Kiss to come out with, and he did not. No, for real. And what's cool is Styles mentioned Jada. He was like, if, if, if he's like, if Jada's Jason, I'm more born. Like, mm-hmm. like Jason Bourne. I think that was like a line, but I thought that was lit. He was just killing bars. Bars, bars, bars. You know, I don't even feel like we need to talk about bars wise with him because it's Styles. He's got whole decades of, you know, by work to prove that he got lyrics and bars. Yeah. I was just mostly surprised had the sound where it was like he didn't even sound he didn't, aged like yeah he didn't he didn't like run away from the sound that we've come to know and love from him and like what he loves but he still embraced like more modern approach to it yeah where and it didn't feel like it was reaching like with Jadakiss album it felt like he was clearly reaching for like trends and like What's hot right now? What type of beat is hot right now? Let me get that, you know? Well, that's why I was worried, because some of the Styles P stuff before I thought was a little reachy. In terms of, like, that Nickelback, there were a couple, like, Drake samples, I think, mm-hmm. he, he ran on. So I was just like, hmm. I don't know if I like English. you using Drake stuff, bruh. I was like, that's kind of weird for, you know, an old school New York guy to pick up some Drake shit to mixtape. But, like... It wasn't bad either. It was kind of hard as fuck. But still, I was like, I don't know what he's going to be doing on this album. And he killed it. So 
I, I'm definitely going to be playing this for a while. Yeah, this one was pure Styles P, and but modern. And so, like, yeah, this was this surprised me, but it was it was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, and what's really cool about it is like the other album we're gonna talk about soon, like coupled with this one. Just took me back to like the late nineties and like the early two thousands. Like felt like the like Noriega days and stuff, you know. So like, when people are saying like real hip hop is dead, it's like, bro, shut up, <laughs> shut up bro. Like you're just saying this because it's not no longer the most popular style of hip hop, but there's clearly real hip hop out there, bro. You don't even gotta look that hard. Yeah. Like there's been so many albums already this year. That like pure hip hop, a lot, a lot of them. And the next one you're you were mentioning and talking about is Royce the Five Nines Book of Ryan. Yes. Oh my God. Oh, oh, fucking amazing. I don't. <laughs> I just had to jump in, yo. That shit. Okay, so I said J Cole's album was the best rap album of the year. Now I'm not so sure. Really. I'm not sure. They're close. I have to give them both a very thorough listen. Because they're actually really fucking close now. Okay. This Royce I album? I hear your reason why. Well, okay. So, you know how, like, when people say, like, oh, I really like their music, but I don't really know the artist. Like, I don't, you know, know them like that. Like, you listen, you kind of get it. Like, like, so the thing about Royce's album, this one's introspective. It's, like, personally telling his life story almost like so like when he came out like this in this way but like oh it was just it was like a movie like like or like episodes you know like his skits like i didn't actually get tired of him talking like it was a really interesting story oh it was like supposed to be like the whole way through his son is basically like asking him questions about his life and well yeah really it starts stuff. out it starts out in so it's a cycle. It's him as a kid, and then him father, as a and then, father, yeah, and then him as a father with his son. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you know, yeah. who also did a similar approach, Sky Zoo. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. I was thinking about Sky Zoo when I was listening to this Royce project, but very similar approach. Yeah, very similar approach. But at the same time, like I said, since I've known. Royce to five nine for longer. You know he's saying stuff he's never said before. Oh, and for sure, he dug way deeper than I've ever heard him go. Yeah, so like this is, I would say Royce's best project. It's ever. his. In my reaction, I call this his D. This is the definitive Royce to five nine album. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, if you don't know about Royce. This is the one. This is the one you, you put people on. Because he gets very introspective and he talks about his life and like talks about his father and then obviously his relationship with his son and like dealing with addiction and how it's been passed down and like all this other stuff. And he still talks about and he still keeps his like topical raps, which he's known for yeah. and his like witty humor and, and tongue in cheek approach mm-hmm. and the bars. He's talking to <laughs> a like a lot his- of bars people too um, like his brother and shit like <laughs> right and his and and he pulls out like some singing on there here and, like, oh my just, god the melodies those are my like, favorite songs dog 
Like what cocaine is, is pretty much cocaine. almost all singing. Which yeah. is crazy to hear from him. It's amazingly shocking. I was super surprised because at but first. But it's one of my like, favorite songs on the album. I was like, wait, who is that? I was like, oh my God, Royce. That's Royce. Oh. And it was fluid. Like, it didn't sound like he. It sounded like he's been doing this for a while. But we just. The production that. was fire. The bars are just out of the world. Caterpillar. <laughs> Caterpillar. And then and then there he put the bonus track remix at the end. Oh my god. Did you listen to the remix? I did. I Of course I did. How how did Logic get so much time? <laughs> Logic got like 20 minutes on that shit. <laughs> yeah. He went in. Yeah, but I'm not mad but at M, it. M got a lot of time on there too. But that's Eminem, I'm just saying. Like And M this is the M that you want to hear this is a uh, re- revival M. This is like yeah, this I'm, is okay, I'm coming in to body shit like him, right? But uh, yeah, but then they released that one, so I heard that that was like one of the lead singles. I think was that Caterpillar joint. With M. Yeah, Godspeed so, was crazy. Godspeed was uh, oh, power man. was crazy. We were talking about his father. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting how Bach the was a lot of bars. It was it was cool how the album just opened like I was like what is this a bunch of like one minute joints in the beginning and shit yeah like, he, I he, ain't know where you're going with that yeah but it was nice it reminded me a little bit of like Big uh, Chris album in terms of like melody and rap except in Royce's style yeah, yeah I mean. <clears throat> For a long time, Royce has kind of been stagnant and stuck in like his box. Yeah, and like he was always stuck behind a oh, Royce. Oh yeah, Eminem's guy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Slaughterhouse. But this is like the first time I really feel like this is Royce. Yeah, he's shining, not like yeah. his boys, him and his boys. Like- so yeah, I mean, even with the like P rhyme, the prime, like, yeah, it's that still, was like oh him yeah, him somebody else, so like premiere, premiere, you yeah. know. So I definitely think this is the Royce, the definitive Royce Five Nine album, and like he should definitely be more seriously considered as like one of the top lyricists out. Yeah, I mean, this is an album where like when. When Joe Budden was saying he thinks Royce is one of the like greatest rappers of all time, like he's probably just like kind of something you could hold up and be like, "Look, yeah, like, oh, okay, I, I this see is what, what you, he can do. I know yeah. this is what you were talking about. Like, this is all the stuff you knew about Royce that we didn't know. Like, because I had no, I was like, what are you talking about, Joe? Like, how is he gonna eat all these dudes? And I was like, oh, okay, got it. He's got that in his toolbox. I, I didn't know." Yeah, I mean, I just felt like a lot of his past albums have just been like some cool songs, but mainly about showing that he can rap really, really well. Yeah, and this is showing that he can still rap really, really well, but he can also make really, really good music. Yeah, well, and a whole concept album. Like, I'm sure he had to write out the script for the skits where, like, the like young him's talking and all that stuff. So, like. Imagine all of that, like, that's like not writing a song, but writing dialogue. And, you know, like, that's crazy. 
Yeah, I killed it. I killed it. It's definitely, it's going to be a tough, I want to do an end of the year list, like top 20, but this is going to be, be a so fucking hard, hard year, bro. Like, I don't know. Last year, I was just like, oh yeah, Jay-Z, Kendrick, you know, like, it was just like, okay, I know where, where I'm standing, you know, and, and Rhapsody. And I could probably make a top 20 right now. Yeah. In this top fifteen. No, I'm just talking about just music, not just rap. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. No, I can definitely make a top twenty. I mean I could make a top twenty, but my last five would be like interchangeable. It's only May. I know. (laughs) (laughs) For real. We got a lot coming out. Yeah. Um but to switch it up from rap and hip hop, uh Janelle Monet. Dirty yeah, computer. dirty computer. I haven't given that a listen yet. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, you, you're fucking up. Um, oh, that shit's dirty been computer is like. Remember when I said like she's always been super talented and like she has all the tools to be like a superstar in music and like mm-hmm. and like be one of the top pop artists that kind of new generation of pop artists. Yeah, I think this is like that album to prove what I was saying. Finally. That's tight. That makes me excited to hear it now that I haven't really... I don't know why I've been sleeping on it, but I've definitely yeah, been sleeping been on it. Yeah, you've been fucking up. Um, I mean, I see the posters all over the New York and shit. Like, I'm sure you've heard her singles. There's no way you haven't seen the videos. Oh, definitely. I definitely heard at least two songs. But So, like, I mean, beginning of her career, she's always been super talented and she's always kind of experimented with, like, electronic sounds and synths and stuff with pop. And, like, she's always had this obsession with, like, androids and stuff because I was, like, her alter ego in her music. Yeah. Um, Even the name of the album, Dirty, it's Dirty Computer. So, like, it's still kind of got that futuristic electronic vibe to it. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, her most stripped down stuff. Like, it's no alter ego. It's just her. And, like, she's talking mm-hmm. about all her personal stuff and, like, gets really deep with stuff and, like, you know, a big part of her was, like, sexuality and stuff like that. And, like, mm-hmm. she talks about a lot of that. And, like, and the music isn't so electronic-driven. There's a lot more just traditional instrumentation and sounds. And, like, just feels, like, a lot more personal. Yeah. And when she got, like, a lot more personal, it just felt like you connected so much more with the songs that she put out. Right. That's what I've been waiting for. That's kind of like what I was saying with Royce. Is like, you know, you always want to know who the artist is. Like, oh, I kind of get their thing, but like, I don't know them. And then to deliver the work. And she lets you know who she is. And like, she even got like this rap song here called Django Jane. And she bodies mm. it, bro. Oh my God. I've heard people talk about that. I haven't, bodies I, it. I haven't checked it yet. Django Jane bodies it. I mean, with a title like that, it sounds savage. You, you brought it. You gotta body that shit. <laughs> I mean, it was just this is just a front to back album for me. Like, oh, that's clean. That's front to back, no skips. She's, she's has that like reputation already as like somebody who would be able to produce a front to back. Just she's always been talked about as like a person who is like the future of music and pop and like all that because she's doing so much. Uh, next level shit already. Yeah. 
but it was like she just never fully delivered a full project of it. And I think yeah, that's she what's delivered crazy. a full project. She's been project in the game here. for so long. Because I remember when uh, P. Diddy, uh, he had a show trying to get a new assistant or some shit. And she was like the act that he made them like work for to like put on a showcase. Like when she was first like signed early in the days. And she yeah. was already like the same, like her style was that then, you know? So Yo, like, she always been super stylish. Like, yeah. Musically so I, I just, remember like, seeing that. I almost want to look up that clip just to see like how she was hanging. Cause she was so professional and she was like, oh yeah. Like, you know, it's hard to work with some people who don't get like my style and how like I do things, you know? And I was like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, she was just always an artist. Like I was just always wondering like, why isn't she bigger than she is? Right. But this right here, yeah, this is the one. This is the one. Well, congrats to her. Shout out to Janelle Monet. Always killing it and being a style icon, you know, other than being a style icon. <laughs> and uh, another one, she's acting too. Oh, oh my God, that's right. She killed that. She was, um, oh yeah, the Moonlight, right? Not Moonlight. It was the one her. with, they were astronauts. Not astronauts, but they were working at NASA. Oh, she was the um yeah, with the three women um Coco. You wrote the reaction, bro. <laughs> I know, bro, but the movie, it's the it's been so long. You know what I'm talking about though. Yeah, of course I know what you're talking about. It just sucks that I can't think of the movie off the top of my head. And I can't even remember the actress's names. I'm like but I know I like see them in my face, like in Taraji my eyes. P Henson. Taraji P Henson, shit, yes, her. So it was them in that movie. What the fuck was that movie? I haven't seen it since then, dog. Um, Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures, because it was about the numbers and the hidden. Fi- oh my god! And actually, no, you're right. She figures. was in Moonlight too. She was okay. Yeah, okay. So she got two Oscar awards. Yeah. The same. Like, same year. Fuck. That's yeah, she's Damn, she's bodying. Hey, so she might be in that childish conversation now. When she starts producing? Okay. Hey, she'll, she'll, you got to be a three. My rule is to be in that conversation, you got to be three. A triple threat. Okay. Not a double threat. Triple <laughs> There's a lot of double threats. I mean, you could say 50 Cent. Oh, yeah. Well, technically, no. I forgot, but technically 50 is a triple threat. Because he's producing TV shows. Yeah. 50. So he's in that list. I'm at Adam's that list. I don't know where, but he's in that list. So Donald Glover is above 50, though. Yeah, acting-wise. and Donald Glover does like six things, so it's kind of unfair. (laughs) <laughs> right. Um, okay, moving on from Janelle Monet, Dirty Computer is I was I don't know how to say his name, Steve Angelo or Steve Angelo. Mm, I'm not gonna say his name. The DJ. Um for those that don't know, part of the basically iconic Swedish house mafia back in the day. He just put out a super uh, introspective EDM album himself. Yeah. 
So I don't know what it is, but all this self discovery and like what's going on around, right but <laughs> but this is what it is called human, and like it's super spiritual and like super yeah. almost religious. He even has TD Jakes on there, like the opening track. Yeah, called it's, Joyce. Uh, I wasn't uh, expecting what I was what I was hearing, honestly, but. It's, it all de- it's definitely vastly different from like his previous sounds and music. Yeah. But not in a bad way. No. Was, I think it was uh It's just not traditional house music. It's not it's not like you can just turn on one of those songs and it's the same ride the whole time. Like No, it's extremely varied because obviously he's <laughs> multi-talented over the years and can do all types of different electronic and EDM sounds. Like, he got some really harder electronic sounds and he's got some dance songs and songs with vocals, songs without vocals, and, like, he's just super varied. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It just was cinematic as fuck, bro. Like, yeah, the it sound was. and stuff. Like it really was, though. It, the it breakdowns did like each song and like was the build-ups and shit. Like he really set the scenes, even without vocals. Like he really set the mode and the motions of what he was trying to like get mm-hmm. through the album. Well, the vocals were more just like instruments too, most of the time. Yeah, they weren't like the focal point for sure. Yeah. And it just felt like a ride of like like self-discovery, like he was trying to do, and like I feel like he accomplished what he set out to do. Mm-hmm. And it felt like a journey through like all this stuff, and I don't know, man. It's hard to explain, but it was just cinematic as fucking like, yeah, very surprising. No, it was lit. It was tight. from from this guy who has like all these massive singles and stuff to do this type of album. Yeah, in this direction because it the like stuff that I expected from him in there, he did it really simple and like. I don't know. It was nice. It was just, it wasn't jarring to listen to at any point. And like his most house type of single to me was like probably like "Break Me Down," and even yeah. that isn't like, but it's crazy not the... house. Like you know, like yeah. just for the radio type of thing. Like it served its purpose for the album, right? It was dope. This was it dope didn't album. feel out of place either. So nah, this was a dope album. Yeah, definitely, especially for an EDM DJ. I usually, I don't know. Usually, there's only like three songs that I think are listening to on, on an EDM on, on on any album. Usually, if I can find a good three, I'm usually happy. But this one, I could. This is probably a, a front to back like playthrough. Nah, he definitely had me like pulled in with shit like glory and like flashing lights and like all that like yeah oh man when that came through flashing lights was... like some of the drops and shit on there were like insane well cause like I, I said, like I just... said you don't expect it you're like oh it's nice like I said it was just super cinematic and I could definitely like I get pictures of like a movie like Tron or some shit like using the yeah I was thinking Tronic like, too I was definitely thinking like I was like bro this is crazy like entering so, this this atmosphere this world technology so bravo to Steve Angelo or Steve Angelo, however you say it. Yeah. For human, one of the best EDM EDM electronic house or you can call it albums to come out in my opinion this year. 
What do you guys think? <laughs> Is he right? Because <laughs> I can't argue. I don't know enough. Um, There was a... Oh, yeah. One more, right? At least... I mean, there's actually a well, there's, well, there's I actually a, have a ton more, but we're not going to touch on all of those for sure. There's way too much music that dropped. Um, yeah, we're just going to end it right there. We're going to stop with that. That usually <laughs> like six albums. So yeah, that's like the cap because we usually don't even do that many. Normally, like three yeah. for the most. But uh, I have like five more I could talk about. <laughs> but if you want to know my opinion about like Twin Shadows newest album Kair or Black Boy JB or Zoo um, you can check the website for my official reaction to those I think everything except for Black Boy JB I don't think I put that one up there yet. Oh, I was just about to ask you about the Black Boy JB um, too I was like I don't think I well I'll give you my short opinion it's exactly what I expected <laughs> <laughs> it's the same vibe throughout like literally it doesn't change yep. his flow doesn't change his cadence doesn't change it's all in terms the, of uh, making Takashi like, 6 9 album but in the Black Boy JV version it's like whatever you know him for he's this gonna is give you what, that song this is time. all you're about to get <laughs> <laughs> it's like all in terms of making you like want to dance basically you know, yeah like, well cause he I mean, is he the poster boy for that one like yeah, Dance. he started it. Yeah, so I mean, Shoot. he's just making Shoot. music. It's kind of like Soldier yeah. Boy when he made that dance. And like, oh, he definitely falls into that D4L Soldier Boy lane. Like this isn't a new. This isn't like people like going crazy for him. But like, this is not a new uh, thing in hip hop. Like we've been yeah. through this phase. We, with we have this every and all year. That. Yeah. We get a new one, a new dance, and like he puts out songs that all kind of are variations of that dance. You know. Yeah. And it's always that right that same rhythm. So you can do that dance to every song on the album. So exactly. it's like, yeah, probably. Well, that's why, like, you saw in Childish Gambino, he actually did the dance for a second. Yeah, he that's did the dance. That's in the too. dance. Like, that dance is in the video. So that's how popular it is. But So we'll see how long the dance lasts, because you know how that goes. It's only typically. Did he Millie Rock in the video, though? Did Childish? I don't remember seeing him. I don't him remember. Ooh, is the Millie Rock dead? It's not dead, but it's definitely <laughs> not dead. <laughs> Is definitely kind of starting to reach its peak. I was <laughs> like, peak, he did the nay nay though. I was like, how the nay nay still like, but they all are peaking. So I mean, yeah. My thing about Black Boy JB is, what do you know about Black Boy? What song do you know Black Boy JB for? Expect the that song. for the whole album. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's it. Uh, yeah. Um. So before we get out of here, we got to tell you what's coming out, man. Tell you what's new and what's upcoming. Yeah. So dropping tomorrow. Uh, there's a couple big ones. So drop tomorrow, uh, May 11th, 2018. We get Arctic Monkeys, Tranquility, Base Hotel, and Casino. Name of the album. Beach House, which has secretly inspired almost all of the weekend's first uh, music and yeah. a lot of that whole alternative R&B sound. They're coming out with a new album called Seven. Okay. Charlie Puth or Puth. How do you say Charlie his name? Puth. Puth? Yeah. 
Or at least I've heard people say it that way. All right, whatever. Like interviews or something. He's coming out with an album called Voice Notes. Oh, shit. That's Charlie Puth. Oh, that's probably going to be lit. From what he's I've heard some about big this features guy, on there. he's really talented from what I've heard. So He's got some some big features on there, so yeah, I'll give it a listen. Right. He's held high in, like, already... I feel like he's a strong people. songwriter and he's probably written a lot of songs for people. Right. Yeah, he's probably yeah. <laughs> I think he's like in that vein. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong, people, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. So Um Seven Dust, All I See Is War is coming out. I mean that's mostly it for New album's dropping tomorrow. Dropping next week, May 18, 2018. We get Five Finger Death Punch and Justice for None. James Bay is dropping his long-awaited sophomore album, Electric Light. That should be. That's a must-check out for me. Parquet Courts, Wide Awake. Yeah, that's it for most noteworthy dropping from May 18, 2018. So that is it for us uh, this week's Music Files podcast. Today's day is May 10, 2018. Thank you guys for listening as always. Um, if you have any opinions about anything we brought up here, leave a comment down below wherever this goes up. Also give us a like share it or subscribe to us our website or to the podcast where we put this up so forgot to mention this but earlier but our podcast is now available on itunes it's on soundcloud it's should be live on stitcher by now um it's on google play we're basically putting our podcast out everywhere that podcasts are hosted so it works out for Spotify we're working on that so wherever you typically listen to podcasts you can find us there now hopefully and you know give us a subscribe and share us help us out if you have any questions comments topics suggestions do that in the comments below or you email us directly at podcast at livinglifefearless.co or livinglifefearless.co slash podcast and fill out the form and we will try to get back to you or give you a shout out in a future video. But yeah, that's it. That's it for the show. Thank you for listening. We will be back shortly with even more music. Yeah. Peace. Living life fearless. Music files.